just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, Stephanie, you. You just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. We are back. We are here. This is the A Show, episode one hundred and nine, the the meeting of worlds. I'm here with uh, we got a packed room tonight. I mean, we got you didn't call, uh, you didn't call us the Kings of Pro Wrestling podcast, so it does not exist. First of all, I didn't get to that yet. First of all, I didn't get to that yet. So can can I do your intro before yes. you step in and do your intro? Yes. This is the Kings of Professional Wrestling podcast. <laughs> I hate when my parents fight. Oh my God, we're here. Okay, so we have we have a we have a packed house. If you've seen on Twitter, you know who's going to be in here. We are first off. Let me introduce him first. He is he is uh he is the Rudo of the professional wrestling world himself. Uh, he is the the most hated man on the internet. My oh, co-host Justin Davis, easily easily the most hated man on the internet. What do you have to say for yourself? Stay mad, nerd. I go outside, have tons of sex, make money, and my life is very interesting. All right. That's it. We have also on the line, I would like to say Black CrossFit Jesus. Um, for sure. For damn sure. Oh, okay, that's Jesus. not me then. Oh, yeah, for sure not. We have none other than MJ. MJ, what do you have to say for yourself? Uh, Sean Spears, if you're listening to this, uh, probably not, but, uh, your matches are still no good, man. I'm sorry. No, he probably, yeah, he probably is listening. He loves us. He loves us a lot. And then we have the king of the death match himself. The man who loves him. Psycho Cyrus himself. Wow. What do you have to say for yourself? I like that nickname a lot. (laughs) Cyrus, Listen. Feel free to use it uh, on Twitter or anything like that. But we are here. We have a full packed house. There's the entire A-Show um, channel right here. Um, and that is between all of our three shows. That includes the A-Show that you're listening to now. That includes the War Report, where you can listen to every Friday on the A-Show RNC Network. And then also Spot Callers, which, uh, you know, when are, when are we getting the next episode of that? We're recording next week. Okay. Yeah. All right. See, you don't have to wait that much longer yeah. um, for a new episode of Spot Callers. But what we are here to call is professional wrestling over the last week, and we have a mega prediction show that includes what we're doing is the predictions for NXT Takeover War Games. So that's a, a big lot part. of a lot of predicting for that. Um, <laughs> it, yes. might, it might be some booking for that too. I mean, listen, had, hashtag Neil's booking is here. He's prepared. He's ready to go. Um, we also have Survivor Series 2019. All of this will be taking place in Chicago. Um, uh, 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 first of all, before we get into anything, we have to kind of talk about, we're going to do No Holds Barred. I don't know how long we'll get into this, but No Holds Barred, <laughs> we dropped off last week. I called Justin Davis at 7 in the morning yeah. 
to talk I about CM Punk's return that I, I fell up. asleep for. Yeah, I, I fell asleep. <laughs> there. I, just, I did. As soon as we got off this podcast, I fell asleep. Um, because I'm an old man. But CM Punk, I mean, CM Punk is here. He is, uh, he is ready to be as controversial as ever. I mean, the, the check has been signed. The ink has been <laughs> dried. So he's ready to, you know, kind of resume operations of where he left off four years, five years ago as a, you know, a talking head. What do we think thus far? Um, I mean, by the time, I think by the time the show goes off the air, he'll be talking. Maybe we can, you know, listen to a little bit of as we uh, do the show. But what does everybody think of CM Punk? Um yeah, uh, anyone, please jump in. I think that from the, I don't know if you guys saw the the backstage video or of backstage <laughs> that they put out uh, a couple of days ago with him uh, on the way to the uh, to to the set. But I mean, he looked genuinely excited to do it. He looked genuinely happy to do it. He was nervous. He he explained he expressed that he was nervous. He had not he had not been in the space for such a long time and. You know, I, I think that, again, there are a lot of people that are very upset about this. And I'm sure we're going to get into this in, in a little bit of length here, but that are really upset that he, he's coming back in some way, shape or form to talk about this industry and to primarily talk about uh, the biggest company in the world. <laughs> I mean, I think most people are mad about him kind of disowning himself from professional wrestling and then everyone kind of welcoming him back with open arms. Um, I mean... I hate to say, I knew this would happen. Um, it's, it's definitely the company that he went back to. Oh, yeah. Um, it wouldn't be as much backlash, uh, you know, if he no. went anywhere else. To be honest, um, I think they would have been backlash if he went to AEW as well. Yeah, maybe. But not, like, overwhelming, you know, hatred for it. And, I mean, AEW, I think he would have returned as a pro- I mean, I think... I would like to think, at least during that StarCast weekend for, what was it, All Out or Double or Nothing or wherever the hell they were at, where they had him speak on the panel, that there was some sort of negotiations talking on. Yeah, um, they, they texted him mid-panel. <laughs> hey, you want to pull up? <laughs> well, I think, I think you, you've been talking about Tony Khan texting contracts over over iMessage. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll I sign mean, this live. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the technology, the technology these days, I mean, you could sign anything uh, digitally, but nonetheless, we, I mean, AEW, uh, I mean, we can confirm now that he's not going, that CM Punk is fully <laughs> on WWE backstage and on Fox, and he's, they said he's be on periodically, so it looks like he won't be on every week, well, however... The- the idea here to me is funny too because when he first when it first came out last week, it was well he signed to Fox and WWE, which is like uh, fart noise, like fart noise, like uh, yeah. So I mean, you you know you don't you guys aren't seeing the forest for the trees here of like what that kind of means and what it opens the door for. But also now that that video came out, <laughs> now it's like he's a sellout and he went back for money and nothing's real anymore. And I just want people to believe it. I just want to believe what people say. And I'm like, bro, money will always win in a situation. Living I mean, is expensive. Yes. Living is expensive. Life is expensive. Living the life he lives is expensive. Like just us alone could never like, we, you know what I'm saying? Like we can't match to... Or, or talk about, or, or even fathom what this guy goes through or has to pay for or whatever. Like, let that man feed his family and his Listen, dog. We have gone on, I mean, I think Justin has gone on record. We are not lobbying for jobs with WWE. But if a great opportunity with a lot of money presented itself, I mean, you never know where we could end up, to be honest with you. Absolutely. Um, 
But you know what? It is what it is at this point. It's not that so much it is what it is because I do, you know, I don't particularly feel any way in terms of just how he's been over the last five years. Like I kind of just like disassociated myself with that. But it, it, it helps that he's blocked me on Twitter as well. So I really don't have to pay, <laughs> yeah. pay it any mind. Um, um, but go ahead. Uh, I, I still like, uh, you know, I'm happy that Punk came back, you know, uh, to talk about professional wrestling. Like he's really good, you know, legend and shit like that. I just, oh. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> but I just think... Y'all cuss on y'all show. That's NXT, that Blood and Guts, that, that blood and guts promotion in the War Report. Hey, oh, hey, you uh, trademarked that. So <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but I don't know. I just think all the backlash that he's getting is like absolutely ridiculous. I, I think that this was where it was headed. Like, you got to think, like, he did UFC... He does comics. He just did that horror movie. Like, what else is there other than him to come back and talk about wrestling? And he obviously, if you listen to like him doing that Starcast panel, he's obviously still passionate about it. Like, I don't know if he's going to get back in ring. I think that's only a matter of time, though. But yeah, yeah I think that this is where, where it was going to go. Like, there was false hopes with AOW, like, and they were intentionally intentionally like leaving that open-ended like well punk could come and until he squashed it so Mm -hmm. like yeah and that that's when they like turned on him it was just like oh that's when he's definitely not coming but like yeah you can still be mad Mm -hmm. at punk for doing the stuff with cole cabana you know uh all the legal issues and you know all that other stuff but get money it is what it is yeah basically it, it, it is what it is, but what this sort of uh, what this banter sort of introduced is uh, a little bit of a Twitter discussion. Now I'll have to sort of uh, I guess lean this over to Justin because the man has blocked me on Twitter, so I don't actually know what he's actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yesterday, Punk was uh, having some banter back and forth with Wale and Renee Renee Young. Um, you know, Punk confirmed that he that he had a lot to say. He actually even said, you know. Uh, I've been looking at a lot of wrestling for the past five years. Some of it's bad. Uh, mostly the women are good, <laughs> which is kind of awesome for to hear him to hear him talk about. That's uh, yeah. Which which lent uh, lent him to say. Well, in that tweet where he talks about how some of the wrestling was bad and some of it was good, he tagged Tony Khan of AEW uh, in there, and from there, Tony Khan said, "Can't be more dangerous than a." basically a flight of people in Saudi Arabia, which mm-hmm. was just kind of like, why would you even go there? Which led Randy Orton, Sam Punk at this point is out of the conversation to this point. He has not yeah. responded at all to any yeah. of this. Uh, and, and I mean, Randy any other response from that would warrant a check at this point. Exactly. And then Randy Orton responds and says, didn't, what, what did they say about with throwing stones, glass house, stones in glass houses? And he drops a link to something about Tony Khan's dad being investigated. <laughs> I saw that. I was <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> which, lead, which led Tony Khan to go back and be like, well, you, you said the N-word. And I'm, you know, <laughs> like, and I was like, oh, wow. He's trying to get, he's trying to score woke points. I'm like, Come on, Tony Khan has said the N-word before. Let's be real here. Oh, I can neither confirm nor deny, so I will he not said the N-word word before. Come on, like, him and Orton have both said the N-word. Like, you can't... That's almost like the Spider-Man meme. Like, I, I know y'all both said the N-word. I will neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> Would you be surprised? Would you be surprised? Would I be surprised? 
I'm going to plead the fifth because I don't exactly. actually know. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to plead there, the fifth one. So Orton responds and says, no, Orton, this isn't even before his response. From there, Brandy Rhodes jumps in, of course, because she just can't help herself. Uh, when, and this is like a, a longstanding tradition on the War Report to talk about Brandy Rhodes as well. But she says, knockout, TKO, which leads Charlotte Flair to jump in and say, please, which leads people to think that she- <laughs> People to think that Charlotte was condoning Randy's use of the N word, which clearly she was not. She was clearly just saying, "All right, all right, guys, like this is stupid." Uh, which led Orton to call Tony Khan Jacksonville Dixie, as in Jacksonville Dixie Carter of TNA uh, fame. Uh, I think that one stung a little bit for him, basically calling him a money mark. Well, damn. <laughs> and that's not the first time he's been called the money mark this week. Actually, it's it's funny because like Neil said that Punk blocked him, but Punk only had one tweet in this whole controversy. I mean, hey, you do what you want I can see Punk sending that tweet and just going like, you know, to his kitchen and something like, <laughs> and then like waiting to see like what happens. I didn't even think that it was going to unfold the way it did, but I just want to keep in mind. Brandy and Tony are two heads of a company doing this. Yeah. Like this punk, is punk is a pundit. Randy Orton is a independent contractor or worker for there to be. And, and Charlotte is, it is the same. It's kind of amazing. Uh, that that I went mean, down. I feel like, I, I do feel like, I mean, Tony Khan is definitely a mark. I mean, he eats 100%. To me, he's a wrestling fan with a lot of money that managed to invest properly into a, a professional wrestling company but yeah i mean he's definitely just from that response alone it's like that's a response that anybody any you know joe schmo with an egg for an avi would uh you know <laughs> also say on twitter like it's it's not even so you know he's definitely a, he's definitely a mark but you know we'll see how this entire thing goes i mean and, and in terms of uh Randy Orton's usage of the N-word. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp, who's doing the Lord's work and has been for the past year, all year, uh, he got uh, a report. He put a report out on the, his Patreon today about the uh, Randy Orton incident of him saying the N-word on the gaming stream. It was reported by uh, him that a bunch of wrestlers did reach out to Sean and said that as far as the, the N-word thing and the, and the whole the whole dust-up, Randy pretty much laughed it off. Uh, and as far as like the N-word thing, uh, he... See, he privately apologized to many of the African-American wrestlers on the roster and they pretty much all, you know, there's no heat on them about it and they all they all forgave him. So uh, that was the end of that. But that was it was kind of uh, interesting that that was settled kind of behind doors and, and no one really kind of brought it out and said anything about it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't think it, you know, let me not defend the shit. Um, <laughs> no, but, but I mean, it's not, it's not defense. No, I'm not. I, I, I absolutely think Randy Orton is like, probably like a, a, a frat boy, problematic. I think yeah, shit. I think it's something. No, it's, to be honest with you, it's something that I think each went out his way to go out and have things say, okay, let me apologize. Whereas opposed to the Hogan thing, you kind of like uncovered that he was an actual like maniacal yeah. racist. Yeah. Like <laughs> and, and it was actually said in the it was actually said in the um in in the report that uh, one of the wrestlers said that Hogan did it because he was caught. Randy did it because he actually wanted to do it. And yeah. you know that that said a lot to me about it. But you know again like these types of things it, it's zero it's in a lot of ways it's zero tolerance. So I feel as though, like, again, the same thing I said with the Hogan apology to the locker room and Big E accepting it and people calling Big E a coon and all this other stuff. Who am I to say 
or I wasn't in that room when Orton apologized or, or, or Hogan apologized. I didn't see that conversation. I can feel my way about it, but if the boys in there, they apologize for it or, or they not apologize, but they accepted it. That's what they, that's how they're dealing with it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I have no other words yeah. to say, but I do have my opinions on it myself. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, in terms of the next topic on No Holds Barred, um, I mean, I think we can sort of talk about this and kind of like wrap it up because I think essentially everything moving forward with him thus far in WWE, as it seems, you know, as it seems at this point has been kind of been wrapping up. But um, Jordan Miles, Twitter last week, an AMA. Um, <laughs> He is really, you know, he went on live, went on Periscope, you know, the most uh, notable of live. As you, as you do. As I, mean, you do. I, mean, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. He went on Periscope to answer any questions regarding um, how people were. You know, he's, he's left a lot of questions, questions in the air. Now that reports have come out about his mental health and things that have gone on backstage in WWE. He chose that he wants to sort of, you know, speak on all of this entire thing. I mean, there's a few, uh, you know surprising little things i mean did anyone pick out anything that kind of like you know i don't know if it's just like was particularly interesting to you about these sort of questionnaire uh oh go ahead, go ahead sorry go ahead, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, okay um he said that uh he is going like he admitted that uh you know he has like some mental issues uh and he says that that's not like the fuel for uh you know the banter that he's been uh having and i'm just like nah it definitely is <laughs> i mean not that i don't mean to laugh but yeah please it's <laughs> absolutely uh, the reason i i just think that it's yeah um him still going on with the whole thing uh at this point just be super honest and like just be straightforward at this point and i just think after the whole I quit WWE uh, video, I'm just I'm kind of like over the whole thing at this point. Um, throughout this entire thing, I mean, he answered a couple questions. He said, I, I think he said, you know, Kofi's moment at WrestleMania was one of the greatest <laughs> moments ever in his life. Um, he said something like his goal is to still be like, uh, you know, WWE champion, <laughs> WWE champion, which is like, all right, good luck with that. Um, I mean, not to say that it can't happen. I think all things have can be repaired eventually. I mean, this yeah. this wouldn't be the the most outlandish thing that has ever happened for the WWE. People have come back. So um, you'll never actually know. He also said something like, oh, why would I work for another company when it comes to him actually working for AEW? He's like, why would I work? Why would I get out of a situation <laughs> in this company to work for another company or similar things? So it's like, Ooh. um. It was like just that. Weird. it was just weird and like off because the thing that that kind of framed the whole thing for me was that he quit the he quit on Periscope and then two days later had an AMA saying I'm still signed. And it's like yeah you're still signed dude like get some help like get off of the internet like just get off like someone needs to like really just go give him a one on one talk and say get off the internet like he's literally trying to educate people on what the Uncle Tom is. Yeah, I'd like well, to just point out this, this entire situation uh, that Jordan Miles was called the WWE racist as hell, but um, and probably asked for his release, and it still not has been granted yet. But however, Sean Spears still you know, <laughs> released his So I would just like to point that out. Release with the quickness. With the quickness. No, no, no. Jordan Miles said, "Fuck Triple H, fuck WWE, and everything they stand for." 
and he's still there. <laughs> he's still there, and maybe they potentially will work something out in the future. It's still up in the air. That oh, is crazy. Man. To me. They sh- I mean, they saw how big Sean Spears got, and now they're scared to lose. Sean Spears stars. apparently turned down more money. <laughs> oh man. Well, I mean, the under, the ultimate warrior did threaten to kill Vince once, and he got, <laughs> and he uh, he even went back. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the thing that stood out to me that when he was talking, and he was talking about his contract status, and he was like, "You never know." And I'm mm-hmm. like, "Okay, well, obviously, like, if they came to you and you guys talked down the run, once you get yourself right, maybe there is like a door open to reconciliation or something like that." Like, I think I agree with everybody else. Like, I think that he should get off Twitter, kind of like take some time off himself, get his mental right, because obviously he's going through some stuff, and you know, mm-hmm. and like. <clears throat> basically like get back on his feet. Like he did a whole list of like the, the guys that he wanted to face in the Indies, And I'm like, well, they're not granting releases. So unless you're doing this on like fire pro wrestling or like <laughs> 2K20, like you're not going to fight those guys or unless they get signed. So like, I think that the best course of action is like, take some time out, chill out a little bit. Like, I'm sure then, even WWE would like finance some sort of a you know even therapy or just someone to talk to or something along those lines. Like I'm sure they would even do that. They do, and I think they have already. Yeah, I think it's you know, I think uh, entire this entire situation. I you know, I think it's died down considerably since it actually came out like three weeks ago. Oh, it's not uh, even about the shirt anymore. It's not about the shirt anymore. Yeah, nah, it's not about it's it's again like we uh, like we predicted. It is about people. It's once again trying to get points off of it. Like we just saw in our in, in RNC this week. Like Huey posted an email from some strange person saying that we got to stop racism in in pro wrestling. And it's it's like oh yeah, that was weird, man. It was just it's just weird. It's just, it's it's like everyone's trying to get woke points off of this, and it's like listen. And it was wild because Kofi was the picture, and I was just like, bro, Kofi was a full ass champion it, it, for, it, it, for six it months. The, it was a picture of Kofi like celebrating with the title, like he's on Big E's shoulder and shit, and it's just like we have to stop racism in WWE, showing like the positive image ever. But the thing is, even with Jordan Miles, he won the NXT Breakout Tournament, and he got a title shot two weeks. Like after that, so it wasn't mm-hmm. like they were trying to push him. They were they basically strapped a rocket to him, and he was going to be the next guy. You know, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, uh, we we saw this before with Leo Rush, where he kind of like you know did his uh, his Twitter stuff. He went to uh, Fightful and talked to them and stuff like that. Um, at this point, I'm just hoping uh, Jordan Miles or ACH uh, wherever he wants oh, yeah, to go by right is, now definitely get like. <laughs> Get uh, it's his slave name, it's his slave name <laughs> that is wild. Um, ACH, yeah, get some help, man. Yeah, hopefully, you I mean, at this point, that's, that's all I can hope for in this sort of situation. I'm not gonna hope for sort of bringing down the WWE and exposing racism. I would rather him get the help that he actually needs. And hopefully, come to solution if it's not in the WWE, then it's not in the WWE. I think, uh, there's a lot of, uh, I think everyone's going through various things in their lives and some things may, you know, produce more turmoil than others and some situations may be more tumultuous than others. And if you feel like you're in a sort of toxic situation, by all means, get out. And, you know, even if he, there's still people who have amazing careers outside of WWE. One of them is, you know, um, what's his face? Jay Lethal. 
and uh, so many other different oh, things. Uncle Tom, bro. He Uncle Tom, yeah, bro. Yeah, but you know what? He's made his name outside of WWE, and he hasn't really gone under that sort of umbrella. And I think if ACH decides to go that route, uh, he can do that too. But I'd rather, you know, get I, any particular help he needs. I don't like him doubling down on the Jay Lethal stuff, but like, not not like still saying like he's Uncle Tom or whatever, but he's just like, no, I definitely said what I said, and I like, you know, I super right. meant it when I called Jay Lethal that. I'm like. What happened? <laughs> That's what we all like to know. But I think you know, in the future, that all you know, all this truth will come to light eventually. Um, but with that said, you know what? We have a big prediction show. We have a big. We have a lot of prediction, a lot of matchmaking, a lot of you know, fantasy booking to do. Um, let's get into this weekend. I mean, this week they're emanating from Chicago. They'll be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And I'm fully sure that some NXT people will be competing all four days on that damn, you know, tour. But um, NXT TakeOver War Games 2019, we have a big show. You know what? I Do we? Yeah, I mean, it's a big show. I mean, because... They have a show. No, I mean, they have a big show. I think they have, they have a big show in the cards. So, all right. So in terms of, and, and we've heard MJ and Cyrus kind of talk about this all throughout the war report, but how do you feel like generally the build to this show has been? Are you anticipating these matches? We had a switch um, earlier in the week where, you know, Johnny Gargano was not able to compete due to his neck injury. So they have subbed him out and it'll be Finn Balor versus Matt Rule. But overall, regarding the show, how do you guys feel in terms of just it being built and the energy around it? I think that this this basically this takeover war games it's going to be good, but I think it's going to be a wash um, as far as any kind of like storylines go. I think they're going to really build it towards takeover Tampa and and going over there because you you see like there aren't any titles on the line. Um, so you could use the war games matches to kind of build build on who's going to be like the next contenders or maybe hint on at that. But as soon as I saw like Gargano's hurt and like, oh, he's not going to face Balor. I'm like, all right, well, you know what I mean? And then seeing what's going on with Raw and SmackDown, I'm like, all right, this is kind of I could just have fun with this. I could kind of like turn off my like booking brain brain for like a weekend and like just kind of enjoy it. All right. You know, yeah. I think it wouldn't be the worst thing to put all the t- considering that all the titles aren't the same damn match. Um, it wouldn't be the worst <laughs> thing to put all the titles on the line just so it kind of feels like a penultimate sort of situation where it's just like, oh my god, like this would sort of shift the powers and you know NXT of you know the stranglehold that Undisputed Era has and kind of the resistance of Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, and the the treacherous TBD. Um, Let's get into the first match of this. It is what we have on the card. You know what? Let's start off with Finn Balor versus Matt Riddle. Yep. Um, it is a match that has essentially come out of nowhere. It's, it's, it's been a match built on sort of circumstance out of this entire thing. What do you guys – I mean, I kind of – I knowing you three guys, I kind of know what you're expecting from this match. But what do we think about this match, and who do we think is going to walk out the victor? Uh, Balor for sure. And I'm really looking forward to this match. Uh, I <clears throat> like they kind of like uh, you know since Johnny got injured, this match you know took his place. I'm just like, was this match always in the cards and when? Uh, that's what I'm really uh, curious about. But I think this match is going to be great overall, and like there's no doubt in my mind that this match could like possibly be bad. 
Justin, these are two of your favorite people <laughs> in NXT. Two of my favorite. No, I mean, Finn Balor is one of my favorite wrestlers in the world. Um, I I kind of got to disagree with it coming out of nowhere. I, I do think they built up to it very well. I, I think that it was actually like, if you follow like the, the After the Bell podcast, like Finn named Riddle as the guy he wanted to face number one out of anyone. And so when it happened later on that day, after that listening to the episode, I was like, okay, it makes sense. He probably picked him. If, oh, if, okay. if Gargano couldn't go, like, because he, he said that to Corey Graves, that, that Riddle was like the first name he said that for people he wanted to face at NXT. It's a, it's a match we haven't seen before. So it's definitely intriguing. I want to see what Finn's going to do. Like, I just think the intrigue here is, is better than any match on the card. Honestly, like I, I think we, we want to see the new Finn Balor heel entrance. We want to see what he's changed. We want to see what he's going to do now. Uh, we also want to see how he fits with Riddle, who admittedly can do all types of styles, whether it be high flying, mm-hmm. submission, technical, brawling, all of that stuff. Like, I just think that it's a great mix of styles and it could potentially really show us what Finn's going to do. I mean, I, again, I, I want to go back to the Corey Graves um, interview he had last week, which I thought was really good. It's about 10 or 15 minutes with him. But he said, like, you know, I want to do what I want to do. He, he said he he had been really complacent in Raw SmackDown and whatever they told him to do, he did. And I feel as though, like, a lot of our complaints, especially Mills' complaints with Finn at that moment, it made sense because he just had lost it. He just didn't feel, you know, he wasn't into it anymore. And, and I think that's why he accepted so many of these like kind of pointless stories that he was in. So I want to see if he's the one that's controlling his destiny, what he's going to do. And um, I, I really hate that Riddle's taking so many jobs. I, I don't think he's going to win here. I, I just I, I don't think it hurts him. But he's been taking a lot of jobs lately and a lot of pins, yeah. and it's making me wonder like where, what the, what the process and what the story is for him. Like I, you're, you're not going to have Balor lose first, and unless this ends up being like a DQ or a non-finish, I could definitely see Finn Balor winning this one, uh, semi-clean. So I'll go with Balor. MJ, what do you think? I kind of agree with Justin there. I think that if you're going to really push Finn as a force and especially the heel force that they build in or they're building with, Finn's got to take the W here. I'm I'm in the same league as like, I really hate that Riddle's losing so much. Like, I hope they kind of like make up for that. If they do something at survivor series for him, um, I'm not really sure what they're, they're doing, but um, yeah, I, I would definitely say that, Finn is going to take the W and I'm really looking forward to how both men's styles complement each other. Cause like you said, like mm-hmm. Riddle can basically do anything. And I'm really interested to see if Finn kind of goes to more of his heel style, like that he used to do for like new Japan and kind of like mix that there. Cause like the same thing that he said, like on backstage was like in NXT, you can't really hide. You know what I mean? Like, right. Uh, with like Raw and SmackDown, you had the big bright lights and the production and stuff like that. NXT is a little bit smaller. There's more light on you. So I'm really interested to see what Finn does here. He, he gets the W. Um, I think, you know, as, as sort of MJ kind of rolling off this, this is the first time, in, at least in the WWE, you kind of see Finn Balor's heel persona working in the ring. So I think it'll be an interesting sort of aspect of this. And this could also be considering the style of Matt Riddle. I think it could be quite honestly his most physical match that he's going to have in the WWE because Matt Riddle goes balls to the wall every time. Mm -hmm. Um, Once, you know, I'll agree with everyone. I think it's unanimous on this one that Finn Balor will pick up the win at this point. And, you know, at this time, it looks like he's going to be, you know, heading towards the NXT championship. 
And in terms of just what's said about Matt Riddle and leaning off of what J5 said, I think they're establishing a structure in NXT that they kind of haven't had, that they're kind of implementing now because of the weekly television. And it's kind of like this, you know, this like very fixed main event scene. And there's Tommaso Ciampa in it. There's Johnny Gargano in it. There's Adam Cole in it. And Finn Balor seems to be in it. I think Matt Riddle is still on the cusp of actually entering that main event scene. Um, and, you know, we'll see how that kind of goes moving forward. Um, another match that we had announced, and it's a triple threat match that has Survivor Series implications. Mm-hmm. Um, a triple threat match between Pete Dunne, Damian Priest, and Killian Dane was announced for NXT TakeOver War Games. Um, this feud has been going on, you know, for quite some time. It actually came out of nowhere, especially when Killian Dane showed up. I was just like, really? Uh, no. He kind of, I mean, he should. I, you got to stop saying it came out of nowhere. But here's the thing, though. It's like, it came out of nowhere by aspect of like, what's triggered this outside of Killian Dane just deciding he wanted to beat people up? Well, <laughs> you know? Pete well, Dunn snapping his fingers. Yeah, Pete Dunn snapped his fingers because he came out, he came out during his match. Hmm. When when he came out during his match to attack him, well, he, w- during his entrance they lit, they stared each other down, mm, and then he was just yeah. like, what's, he was like, "What's up? You got nags?" <laughs> he, like, he was like, "Well, I don't care. I got. I don't care if I got nags." And then he broke his uh, fingers. Yeah, snapped it, and then uh, there was a uh, there was like a little interview while he, when he was heading into full sale, and he uh, you know he talked some smack about um, Killian Dane. So it's just <laughs> it's been something lingering in the background. To be clear, he said. I don't care about Killian Dane. And I got out of my seat and said, I look like Boosie when he was in the club. And he put his <laughs> hand down. <laughs> that was me. Well, I, I, yeah, I felt that. It's a triple threat match. The winner will face Adam Cole at Survivor Series. Um, is there any match you particularly want to see? And is that different than the match that will probably, you think is going to actually happen? Killian, um, Dane, Killian Dane is sniffing that match. Let's be clear. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if mm. Killian Dane can make it a Survivor Series after not making it to WWE pay-per-view all of 2018. <laughs> <laughs> definitely be a plus for him. It'd be definitely a plus for him. So, you know, yeah, there we go. Should've, he definitely should have been lobbing it to be a part of the, uh, the Survivor <laughs> Series team. Um, 100%. Um, Cyrus, who do we, is, your, is your pick who you want to actually win? Damian Priest. Damian Priest. Ooh, okay. So you, want da- you think Damian Priest is taking it? Um, yeah. Damon Priest, I mean, he's been impressive. I mean, a lot more impressive than I probably thought he was going to be when he first stepped in the ring, but he's been, I think he's really found a home in NXT, and I think just his overall presence has begun to work and kind of, like, swell on television yeah. as he comes it, through every week. It's definitely coming uh, coming all together for him, and I think uh, him getting a title shot at a pay-per-view would be really nice, but if they want to go with somebody already established and, you know, can already have amazing matches and already has chemistry with Adam Cole, of course they're going to go with Pete Dunne. But mm-hmm. I would like Damian Priest to win. MJ, Any, would, Anybody but Killian. Who would you like to win, MJ? I mean, I'm going to go with Pete Dunne, Mr. Second Hour. Um, <laughs> I, I would I would agree with Cyrus that like Damian Priest, because he's been really impressing me, especially like with him, like, all that punishment Martinez stuff, they probably pretty much washed away, which I, I really liked. And it, it just shows like his athleticism as being a big man. But I think that the H man is really going to, he's going to go with his bread and butter here and he's going to book Pete. I mean, this would be Pete Dunn's first, uh, 
one of his really first major appearances on the WWE pay-per-view. I don't think they want to pass that up for sure. Yeah. Um, J5, take us home. Who do, you th- who do you want to see face Adam Cole at Survivor Series? I want to see um, I want to see Pete Dunne do it because I'm a Pete Dunne mark, but I also think that Damian Priest would get more out of it. Uh, I think of all the matches uh, on this card, this has the most kind of like story storyline implications. Uh, mm-hmm. Just to go back to what MJ said or a little bit earlier, I think that again, this is I think it's it's kind of brilliant the way they're kind of booking this. I, I think I saw somebody say, "Well, this is this is WWE booking at its finest," and I'm just like, "Bro, they always do rush booking for Survivor Series. They've done it for the past. <laughs> they've done it for the past three years. What made you think this year was going to be any different?" Like, well, come on, man. I mean, quite, I I mean Survivor Series. To be honest, it's the it's the feud with the most backstory. But it's like when you look at Survivor Series, it's like the the, the match with the least like heat. <laughs> yeah, least heat, least intrigue to it because you just kind of assume Adam Cole is going to take whoever wins. In this match, I think this match is more so. You know what? When we get to Survivor Series, we talk about the actual title yeah. match itself. Well, I think but, it's gonna be. Spectac- I think it's gonna be spectacular. As Cyrus said, Damian Priest has impressed me a lot. I'd love to see him get that spot, and and I think they really want him on the main roster. To be honest with you, but I think Pete Dunne is is the guy that's gonna give you that. 10 15 minute sprint that they need in that show it's probably going to be hours but it's probably going to be a banger so pete dunn is probably going to win this all right i'm picking pete dunn as well um next up we got actually i mean both war games matches i mean they're pretty much stacked to the walls especially i think in terms of the one who i want everyone's sort of prediction on the one that you think will actually be the better one because I think just the quality of competitors in both of these matches and you know we still have to figure out who's the last person on the men's uh war games match um it has to be good no it has to be good because it's their whole roster I mean including some they even imported one from the UK to be in this match um they weren't letting Jessamine Duke sniff that case (laughs) they weren't letting you know I told them, man, they should have been having them girls in matches, making sure they was ready to be part of Survivor Series and, uh, or just uh, War Games, and they just weren't ready. Even mm-hmm. if they were a part of Masters, I do not think that they were sniffing the cage unless it was outside. I don't, yeah. I don't think that they were they were going to include them. Like you have too much, uh, basically like talent on that women's roster for just to include them right now. So I don't think so. Um, the women's war games match, we have Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kaylee Ray, the NXT UK women's champion, versus Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Mia Yim, and Tegan Knox. Um This is going to be quite the match. It is the first ever women's war games. It is history making. It is uh the brutality that can show up in this match. I mean, I'm predicting Io Shirai with the biggest spot in this match easily. I mean, it's a Moonsault off the top of the cage. Moonsault off the top of the cage seems like a given. I pray that they catch her. I'm so afraid. <laughs> well, listen. Uh, uh, hey, man. I, I hope so, too. <laughs> Who do we think? Because uh, they barely caught Ricochet that one year. <laughs> in terms of. T- <laughs> that's right, right? Um, team Baszler versus Team Ripley. Who do we think is taking out uh, taking out the victory in this one? Um, again, as I really feel like anyone who wins is like, it's, it's, I don't know. Well, you won. (laughs) Well, I think that I I feel two ways about it. Obviously I've loved the build to this, this build for this match has started since before the 10, two 
NXT. So it's been it's been going for a really for a while. Like this has been a six to seven week build. So this makes a lot of sense. I think this is the most built match in the whole on the whole card here because the women here they they've all kind of been jockeying for a position. I really mm-hmm. loved it. I love the Io Shirai Mia Yim match. It's probably in one of my like my top fifteen matches this year. I loved it so much. Yeah, um, they've done a lot to revitalize the women roster, especially after we bad mouthed it for like the top of the year and also yeah. like last year due to uh-huh. kind of stagnancy. 100%. I, I think that whoever comes out on top here, automatically a title contender. Um, so I'm two way, I'm two minds about it. I think whoever gets the pen, the winning pin here, automatically they'll go on to go and face Shayna next time. And uh, where, where's, where's Rumble? Houston? It is, I believe it's in Houston. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's who, that's the match. There's a, there's a Tampa. No, 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 no. It's Houston. It's Houston. It's Houston. WrestleMania is the same. Um, but then again, I also think Shayna wins LOL. So uh, I think Team Baszler <laughs> wins here. Well, here's the thing. In this match, you don't have to do Shayna wins LOL because the, the title's not on the line. Like, okay. you have an opportunity to sort of uh, take a backseat and actually, like, have her, you know, not win. Um, uh, I, think, I think if she doesn't win... The person who will get the pinfall is Rhea Ripley. I think that's the most likely. I think that's the story they have going, and I think that's who's going to beat Shanna Baszler in uh, in January. All right, all right. Um, Cyrus, who do we think is walking out? Uh, definitely uh, Team Baszler. I just I like the team more. Uh, <laughs> it's a great team. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I want to see Rhea Ripley take uh, take the title off Shanna. Honestly. Right. Uh, but I think I think it's just going to be a crazy match. I think it's going to be the better uh, the better War Games match, just because like this is the first women's one, and you just want to see all the things that uh, the women could do in the match. So mm-hmm. it's just like that. Like, would it, that surprise factor is there. So like for me, it's all it's like it's all automatically better. Uh, I'm waiting to see like all the strong stuff that uh, Bianca Belair is going to do. Um, you know, Rhea Ripley as well, Mia Yim, just. All the crazy stuff, and like they have Kaylee Ray there as well. So I don't watch NXT UK a lot, but I'm I'm completely uh, ready to see what she can do. It's been good. It's been good. Okay. I was just like, what's that little girl doing that big ass belt? Um, <laughs> MJ. <R-A-J-R>. Yeah, <laughs> MJ. Who who's winning? Which team is winning? I'm actually going to go the other way, and I'm going to say Team Ripley wins. The beautiful thing about this war games is that there's so many ways to book it even if you have shana baszler's team win you can have somebody like bianca get the pin or or eo get the win and mm-hmm. then be like well i won i won for the team so like you know what i mean like you didn't i did it so like i'm challenging but i think um basically if shana wins shana's not taking a pin if they, if they it's gonna be somebody <laughs> else she's definitely not taking a pin um I think if Ray's team wins, and I think Ray will get like ultimately get the win here. I, I think that it would be kind of like too easy for the heel team to win. I'd be like, oh man, like Shayna's team won again. Like, what? How many is that? Like eighteen wins in a row for Shayna. Uh, but um, so oh, I'm going yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Becky Lynch. I, I think that um. I'm going to go with Rhea Ripley. I, I think that Tegan is going to show out. I think Mia has like fire in her from that ladder match. She's going to show out too. Hopefully she doesn't do anything crazy off the cage, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go with team team Ripley. All right. All right. And we have the final match, the main event, no doubt. Um, 
the men's war games match. We have the undisputed era completely dripping in gold um, from top to bottom versus Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, and TBD. And I have a question for everybody. I'm sure, I hope, I hope by the time it's Thursday night or even Wednesday night, that we, I mean, I'm sure by tomorrow we'll know who the hell is on this team. I'm checking Twitter now to see if they announced it. They have not. They have not. They have not announced it. However, we have an interesting thing. Let's predict the final member on this team. Um, Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ! It could literally be. It could be Matt Taven. It could literally be anybody, dog. It could be. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to pro. I mean, it could be anybody. (laughs) Matt Matt Taven. It just end up being what if it's Austin Theory? Like what if it's like it could be anybody? Like it's so weird. Um, I would like to say that they'll probably give it to um, what's my man's name? Swerve. Uh, yes. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm thinking it's gonna be Swerve. It's. I mean, he's he's been pretty active. He's done pretty well for himself. If it's not Swerve, um, I'm not sure if Velveteen Dream is ready to come back yet. He's not back till 2020. Um, really? Damn. Yeah. He's for the dream, man. Yeah, he's out, out. Um, so I'm I'm picking Swerve, maybe, and then it, in that case, um, I mean, this has been an undisputed era's match for the last three years. I mean, it was the the War Games concept in NXT was birthed with undisputed era taking the first win in the match, and they lost mm-hmm. last year. Um, in terms of what's kind of going to go on with this match. It would be a great way to see. I think Tommaso Ciampa winning this match produces a whole lot of different uh, opportunities, and I think I think honestly they're going to set up for a triple threat match at um at the Royal Rumble weekend um, between Adam Cole, Tommaso Ciampa, and Finn Balor. And uh, I that is like my number one fear. Ever since I saw Balor come out, I was just like, they need to keep those two away. Honestly. Um, <laughs> I don't want to see Finn Balor and uh, Tommaso Ciampa uh, versus Adam Cole. I mean, I think it's gonna. I mean, I think it's gonna happen just based on the. Fa- I mean, there's so much like jockeying for position in NXT currently, and the pay per views only about two months away after this one. I think it could definitely happen. But if I had to pick one that's going to go down, it's Tommaso Ciampa. But Cyrus, what do you think? Who do you think is the team coming out this match in Victor? Um. <clears throat> First, uh, I would like to say my prediction for the fifth, uh, the fifth man, fourth man, fourth yes. man, uh, fourth man. Um, Tyler Bate. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, I I also think uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott is also a great pick because you know he's been winning on NXT all this week, and I think why the hell not? They need uh, they need someone like him in the match. I don't think anybody else is like a high flyer like him in the match. In, in, in an alternate universe, this is Jordan Miles, isn't it? <laughs> yes, uh, 100%. too bad. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if you remember correctly, the last time we saw Jordan Miles, he was being beat up by the Undisputed Era. So yeah. that's clearly where they were going with it. Yeah, I think in a different world, this is Jordan Miles. Um, J5, who do you think is going to be the man? And who's no, Cyrus, did we get your pick oh. of who's winning? Yeah, I was just like, wait, what happened? Um, <laughs> I will. Man, damn. I'm going to go with Undisputed Era. Big side. Come on. <laughs> Undisputed Sorry, Era. I need to know. 
Yeah, undisputed error. No, I, I, I see it. J5, who's walking out this match with Victor? Uh, I think it, I also think it's going to be Swerve. Uh, they would not be pushing him for nothing. I mean, he did lose to Dajakovic, but that's only because Dajakovic needed to get a rebound win at that point. Um, I don't think you have undisputed win this two times. I think you have him lose again. That this, it's just not a good story to have them win again. Yeah. Um, I, I think they'll get their wins in Survivor Series. Honestly, I think I think mm. that I think that the main roster, Booker's, I think Heyman and Pritchard and Vince, I think they see a lot in these guys, and um, I, it's easy to see why. Like these guys have risen to the cream of the crop. I think we should be starting to see the undisputed era start to kind of taper off. They've been there for three years next year, so. Um, it's, right. it's it's really time for them to go, but I, I also think Tommaso Ciampa is going to get the, the the winning pin here. I don't think this will be as good as the women's one, but it does have the potential to be really good. I really hope they don't do those corny spots like last year when they had them walking towards each other like it was a video game. I, I oh, yeah. <laughs> did not feel that last year. We're um, running a <laughs> but I, I think it's going to be a good match, and and I think that the team faces they're going to win. MJ, who's walking out, and who's the fourth man? I I was gonna joke around and say Kona Reeves, but um, no, nah, I'm gonna go with uh, Swerve Scott uh, too. They've been pushing him to the moon. Uh, I've really been liking his style, uh, especially with the Bronson Reed match that just happened. So like him doing that high flyer stuff will will definitely complement like Keith Lee's power stuff and Dijakovic's uh, stuff as well. I'm also gonna go with Team Champa. Uh, just kind of going off what J5 just said, Undisputed Air has been winning a lot, like especially with Adam Cole beating like Daniel Bryan and them getting the upper hand on like the revival. Haha. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that uh, I think that it's time to, you know, they've had the storyline where they've won all the belts, and it's really time to kind of whittle that down and start parsing that out to most of the roster and starting to get them over. They're more than ready. Like if you haven't seen on the invasion angles, like they're more than ready for the main roster. I think they take the L here. And then we start seeing like, you know, Roddy may lose the title here. And then like, you know, uh, Fitch and O'Reilly are going to lose. And then ultimately Adam Cole. So yeah, I'll go with team Champa. 100% man. All right. And that is NXT war games, 2019 thus far. We don't know if there are going to be more, any more matches added, um, hopefully not. I feel like, you know, those two war games matches are going to stretch out quite a bit of time. Um, interesting aspect, CM Punk. Now it's on backstage. If you haven't, uh, if my fellas haven't already turned their televisions yet. Um, it just came let's, get on Twitter. let's get my Survivor Series 2019 card. Let's get it. Um, on and popping this match, this entire card itself. I mean, it's a, it's kind of like a dream card, isn't it? <laughs> it's better than the takeover card. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> it even has an NXT match on it. Like it's crazy. Like we we're here. Um, everything. I mean, if you would have told do we me, even start? If we're at the end of the decade here. If you would have told me ten years ago that we'd be seeing this card at the end of this decade, I would have like think of everything that has changed to get us here think of everything that's changed and <laughs> get us here where we would see matches like this you know uh you know that, that are that are good nxt match nxt was a joke in 2009 2010 like it, it's insane oh, yeah. to me. literally a joke <laughs> it's insane to me uh, literally uh running around with kegs and uh, yeah <laughs> oh my God. titus o'neill all types of stuff make it a win 
Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Ember Moon still has a boot on. That means she's not going to be at Survivor Series weekend. Um, That's when they start? got Sarah Logan. <laughs> well, I guess we'll start there. <laughs> um, because this will be another fantasy, fantasy pick that we got going on. But we have... I mean, they're going to be five on five on five. These matches are going to be long as hell. <laughs> and, and the fact that we still have, like, you know, like, singles and triple threat matches, like, in between is just, like, this is this pay-per-view should be, like, mania long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope, it, hope you get snacks because uh, it's going to be long. I'm going to have um, fun with this. And hopefully they don't put NXT on the kickoff show. Um, <laughs> team <laughs> Raw. Versus Team SmackDown versus Team NXT, the women. Um, we haven't seen much. For, I think they're going to save for Friday in Chicago. I think the women are going to end the show with their giant schmaz of a brawl. Um, just to kind of even it out with the men kind of deal that they happened on Monday. But um, Team Raw, let's talk about it thus far. It includes Charlotte Flair, Natalia, both Kabuki war- Warriors, and Sarah Logan. Kind of uh, what, are, what are our thoughts on Sarah Logan? <laughs> Where the fuck did you dig up Sarah Logan? From main event. From main event. From main event. We haven't seen her on TV in like how long? It, at least for Dana Brooke, they like put her on TV to make you know like to make up for it. But they just say, "Ah, oh, fuck." I, mean, ah. I could hear Liver leave scream when they when Sarah Logan. <laughs> <laughs> well. If, like, if the Team Raw team wasn't questionable enough, SmackDown is just, in, I think it's an all-time so them not having Them not having Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose, I was just like, why not? Well, I was watching Survivor Series last year, and apparently they were on the team last year. I mean, but mm-hmm. they were they got uh, they were in the way of uh, Nia Jax's big heel run at the time after punching Becky in the face. <laughs> um, she was the baddest person on the planet at that point. Um, Team SmackDown includes Sasha Banks as the captain, um, former women's champion, Carmella. And then you have Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross. Um, Man, imagine seeing... for Team SmackDown. Imagine seeing Dana Brooke and uh, Sarah Logan wrestling each other on the pay-per-view that's not on the pre-show. That's going to be crazy. Hey, they are they are prime for this. They've had a long-standing feud on main event for the eighteen people who've been watching it on Hulu. I just wanted to make a note: Sarah Logan's last WWE TV uh, match was on July eighth, uh, and it went four minutes. So there you go. Good Lord. There we I go. Know. Get that check. Um, there's also supposed to be a five women team on NXT. I have a feeling they're just going to announce this on the bump tomorrow. Um, or one of their other, you know, social media outlets or however they want to announce things on Corey Group's podcast, whatever. Um, well, all, all those women will be bumped because they'll be coming <laughs> off of a grueling War Games match. I'm pretty sure a lot of the women that are in that War Games match are going to be um, in that five, that the the five on five on five. I, mm-hmm. I I just think it's really interesting how they're playing it close to the chest. I don't think there's any other women that are missing from that roster that. Is that that could be in that match other than anyone that's in that war games match? Well, maybe Kate Dakota Dis- Kai, right? Like, this will rain Dakota Kai. Yeah, I mean and Dakota T- Tegan, what, for, Tegan and Rhea for sure. I well, mean Tegan and Rhea, yeah, they've been on TV. I mean Dakota, sure, Dakota, sure, because he's shown up on TV. Um, I mean, surely not like sh- like you know, Zeely and Zeely, yeah, like, like surely not them. Um, Shooterly, 
<laughs> you know, I, I don't want to necessarily predict this team because I just feel like it's just going to be a mash of whatever the War Games match. Whoever doesn't show up and put out the War Games match will be inserted into this match, and then maybe you might get a Dakota Kai but, after. But, like, who, who are your backup wrestlers besides Dakota Kai? They Bobby. have none. <laughs> that, that's a, oh, man. Lacey Lane? Scott I don't know what to say. Scott well, you got, we got, like, uh, yeah, uh, Rick Scott Gonzalez, now. maybe, uh, Santana Garrett, VXT. Oh. Well, it's really, <laughs> isn't it, like, VX now? Because, like, one of them is, is injured? Oh, yeah. Uh, Rachel Elling is hurt. So, yeah, well, it, it'll be VX. I mean, to me, this match, I don't even know. It's about brand supremacy, but at this we, point... We're about, to get, uh, we're about to see some uh, NXT UK women in there. Everybody's going to be like, what the hell? I am looking... I it's mean, LaDawn, baby. That's, like, that's how you know stuff went bad. Is it easy to say that I think Team Raw was going to take this match? Fair, yeah. to, fair to say. And I think this is a match that's going to, more than anything, uh, help... Uh, add more fuel to the Becky Lynch, uh, Charlotte Kabuki Warriors uh, dust up that uh, is imminent. And probably if you guys have been reading spoilers that you know, it's coming up. So I'd say team raw. Yeah. I'm going to say team raw. What do you say? Cyrus and MJ team raw, team raw, team raw, taking it home. Um, let's see. Sarah Logan with the big win at a pay-per-view. Well, here we are. I mean, next let's go into the NXT Championship. So it's going to be Adam Cole as champion versus whoever wins this match. I think this is another quick one because I don't think Adam Cole is losing that belt to whoever the hell walks out this match either way. Um, but I think it's a great exhibition match to kind of get NXT on a major stage, um, especially yeah, with a lot of people watching and it being in Chicago. Um, well, they're obviously going to go with the Adam Cole ribs taped up uh, angle here where that that might give the other uh, the opponent whether it be Pete Dunn, Killian Dan or Damian Priest the advantage so I, it, it'll be a good match because Adam will probably have to work from from under for most of it but um again like Mill said I, I don't see him losing it here especially not to Dunn, Dane or Priest I think they have bigger better things coming for them uh in the future 100% um let us go into the the battle of the mid card Wow. Triple threat match. I mean, it's the mid card titles. What do you want from me? It's the, it's the, the most AJ, AJ's not booked like a mid card guy. Let me just be no, clear. Right. Well, AJ did I mean, not book like that. Listen, mid card isn't meant to be a, a, a pejorative term. No, I mean, it's just it's just a, it's just a, it's just a comment on his booking. Like he's not he doesn't lose. He doesn't like, lose. Like he I never mean, I think I think Roger Strong isn't booked like a Mick Carter either. Like I think he's booked extremely strong with NXT. I think Nakamura is the only guy that, 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 even though he has great matches, he's the only guy that's kind of like you could take him or leave him. Like he doesn't really lose a lot, but he doesn't really like have a lot of matches either. I'm just glad it's not Umberto Carrillo in this match. However, we have AJ Styles <laughs> versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus Roderick Strong. Triple Threat, Art Raw, SmackDown, NXT involved. I mean, this is. The most high profile match since Gay Nakamura has been in since WrestleMania last year. It's a dream um, match. It's a dream match. It's again it goes back to what I said about if you were to tell me in 2010 <laughs> when I when I was like 22 or 21, like this is going to happen, I I would have laughed in your face. Like first of all, AJ Styles alone, I would have I would have walked away from you. Um, and, and you know, Roger Strong, <laughs> I would have just been like, all right, well, whatever. Like Shinsuke Nakamura though, like come on, like that that would have been too much to believe i think this is going to be a, a great match i do think aj there's no faces turn- in this match <laughs> i think 
they don't have to. I mean, they could call it in the ring. I mean, obviously, you have AJ and Shinsuke who have their own history with each other from the, the main roster, but you also have Roger Strong who's playing kind of like the third wheel here. And I think yeah. you can have you can have him play the face. Yeah. No, I think I'm I'm going the opposite. I'll say Roderick Strong plays the, the, the dickhead heel. I mean, he is uh, he's clearly over. He's clearly going to compensate due to the magnitude of the other two people in this match and try to you know get a win out of there himself. But I think the people will be firmly behind AJ. Um, if I had to pick who wins this match, I'm going to go. Oof. AJ. <laughs> I mean AJ. When they, um, when they book him, like I, I'd say AJ. But honestly, I think Undisputed Era to me is going to win all of their matches. So I, I'll go with um, I'll go with Roger Strong here. Um, so I thought, uh, I, thought I was going to be the only one that goes with Roger Strong. Okay, Roger. Roger is one of my favorites. And I, I just, I would like to see how his, uh, like just how his style like clashes in this match, especially in this triple threat. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Shinsuke, uh, took the window. Shinsuke. MJ, who we got? Shinsuke? I'm going with, Shinsuke. uh, oh no, <clears throat> I'm going with AJ Styles. Uh, like, uh, Justin said, he does not lose. Uh, actually this is the card. This is the match I'm most looking forward to. Uh, but uh, AJ Styles is going to get the win here. All right, I can see it. I can see it. Let's move on. We have our um, a. Let's see how the hell do we go about this at this point? You know what? Let's go into the battle of the women's championships because it is Becky Lynch, Raw, Bailey from SmackDown, and Shayna Baszler from NXT. Two, three major forces on their respective shows. Um, I. If this is the one, if you had to pick a match where I say NXT, I don't know, NXT wins and that's Shayna Baszler. It's very. I know Paul is probably in some boardroom right now pulling for that to happen. Begging. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I think they underestimated underestimated Bailey a little too hard, like this kind of like this whole feud or just like made her feel like, uh, well, to me, they made her feel like she was like an afterthought in this match. So if she came and like scooped up the win with the uh, with the Rose clan, I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be upset at all. Well, you got to remember that as big as Shayna is on her show, you're 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 going against Becky Lynch and she's still the Mm -hmm. biggest in the company. I think Becky does win this. Um, I, I think that they give a good show, but it's Becky Lynch, guys. Like, come on, she don't ever lose. I, <laughs> I, I think uh, I think Shayna will definitely have her fading, and then Bailey comes to scoop up a win of some sort. Exactly. I think that I'm also going to go with Becky Lynch to win. If you like know the storyline, like basically Shayna is kind of pseudo Ronda Rousey here, even though she's saying that, like, she's like, I'm not, I'm not Ronda. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm a two time champion. Like, but I think that if you're going to build towards Becky and Ronda eventually, cause Ronda's going to come back. Like she, I don't know if it's going to be Royal rumble or something like that, but she's going to come back and that's your money match. I think you're going to have Becky win here. I can't believe I'm saying this, but she's going to get the pin on Shayna. <laughs> Yeah, nah. I, I feel like I just feel like Shayna Baszler's winning this match. That's what I, I have a strong inkling feeling that Shayna Baszler is winning this match. Paul is um, flipping over a table right now. He's like, "You're gonna have Shayna do what? <laughs> Take a pin? <laughs> Tap out? <Yeah. laughs> Hell no!" I, 
I mean, I don't think I, I wouldn't think Paul Heyman would disagree. I don't think I don't know Bruce Pritchard would disagree. I mean, Shayna Baszler could win this match, and we could start promoting another big star on 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 the television shows. And I think people get to see what Shayna Baszler is really about. Um, let's get into the next match. It is the whew. <laughs> I don't know if I want to get into this. I don't like how you say whoof. I, wait, what match are you talking about? I'm talking no, about I, this, I'm. I'm yeah. talking about um, <laughs> the, the Survivor Series 51515. Oh, okay. um, the men's edition. Because Team Raw includes Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, and Ricochet. Team SmackDown includes Roman Reigns, King Corbin, Ali, Shorty G, and Braun Strowman. And Team NXT, we have yet to hear you know anything blank. regarding that. I mean, it's a big blank right there. I, um, I I desperately think they need uh, Dijakovic just to like make up for like the size factor. Uh, probably like Damian Priest too, because like you know you have Strowman Reigns who are like fucking. Well, oof, I'm so sorry. Uh, you just like have massive dudes in the ring. Unscripted violence uh, and Cyber strikes <laughs> again. Right. I mean it. The, the the running thread through all this team seems to be that there seems to be a big uh, a big head leader of this. And you got Seth Rollins and you got Roman Reigns. If there's someone who can sort of emulate that on NXT's behalf that kind of represents NXT, I think it would be either Tommaso Ciampa or Finn Balor, right? Um, yeah, I, I know you said you didn't want Finn in the match, but it just it just gotta he he gotta be in the match. He has to. He he's the most familiar with a lot of those guys. He's wrestled a lot of them. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I'm not sure who Team NXT will be. I can't see them. I mean, Team Raw is so good. I feel bad for them. And I, I honestly, like, more than anything, I really feel bad for Gargano and, and, and Dream. Like, every single time it's about that time for Gargano to get there, something tragic always happens. Like, I think that if Champa doesn't get hurt earlier this year, I think he's already on the main roster at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, um it's Survivor's, oh, sorry. Go no, go ahead, go ahead. Um, Survivor Series team is definitely going to need like a lot of, like probably going to need like some big names. So Balor would be a good pick. And uh, we've been talking about it a lot today, like uh, Triple H possibly playing a factor into the match. Yes. I would love, I would love to see it. I mean, uh, Triple, H. Triple H being going to changes the tide of it. I think they've been doing a lot of a lot of like allusions to like Seth or KO turning, or rather Seth really because they they. You know they've done more with Seth and that story, but I do think there's going to be a turncoat. I do think it's going to be Seth Rollins, and I and I do think NXT is going to win this match. Now I, I feel like considering Triple H's all his politicking over the last couple of days, like he's going to be like, we haven't got Rollins, we didn't get Owens, like I'll in. just do it myself, like yeah. you know. And then Triple H will head this team with his guys, and like I'll teach them how to win and all this other stuff. And yeah, all yeah like I. I I saw people were just like, man, do you guys really want to see Triple H wrestle? And I was yeah. just like, imagine, imagine Triple H being in there and then he gets a hot tag to like Keith Lee or something. Yeah, like, that's going to be crazy. Like just, you know, like Paul protecting his like children and not wanting them to like really get into the match until, you know, he's like super winded and stuff. And then he gets like the hot tag like that, like all the emotional stuff that you put on to all these other matches, like, that's there. <laughs> right. Triple H is in the match. Um, who do we have winning this entire thing? Well, I said NXT, so. 
I'm going to pick Raw. I'm going to pick NXT. SmackDown doesn't really need a win. Um, King Corbin could use him. <laughs> all right, all right. Stop talking. Uh, <laughs> if this is setting up for, for Roman and Corbin to have a match at TLC, I think Corbin costs them the match, honestly. Mm. Oh, true. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with NXT. Just off the all implication right. that, tr- like, just, like, Triple H might, like, might be there in a turncoat, just makes it seem like uh, it's going to be in NXT's favor. All right. I mean, we could see, we could definitely see NXT blindside both Raw and SmackDown on the show and uh, kind of uh, establish themselves as a strong third brand. I mean, wouldn't be out the, wouldn't be out the cards. Um, next up, we have both of our championship matches the first one let's get into because rather it's you know it was kind of abruptly put together but it's not something that we don't want to see the universal championship the not the blue, blue that title of hard <laughs> I, mean, I might need a cop <laughs> uh, i like the red one i don't know mm. um everyone, everyone hated the red one when it first came out though Everyone hated it. Now everybody and everybody was just like, man, if it ends up on SmackDown, it's gonna be blue. And now that it's blue, everybody's like, ew, why is it blue? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> Universal Championship. It is the fiend Bray Wyatt defending against Daniel Bryan. Whew. How do we think this match is gonna go? Well, the red lights. I hope not. I just, <laughs> just throw away the red lights. It gotta please, be blue please. now. It gotta be blue now. <sighs> How do you think this match is going to well, go? Well, Brian is the only guy that's ever given Bray a good match in, in five years. No, it's in, this is longer than that at this point. <laughs> Bray Wyatt's career has lasted since 2011. He is the only person this decade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he's the only person that's ever given Bray a good match. So why would I not? Th- and, and plus, when it's Survivor Series time, D- Brian always shows up. So mm-hmm. why, why am I to think that this isn't going to be a good match? Well, Again, it's a fiend match, so he's going like Brian has to structure this match in a way that um, it doesn't kill all his finishes. You know, like I think that he like I think Fiend killed Seth so badly this year. Like I think Seth yeah. is damaged. Like I don't believe any type of Seth offense. I don't believe the stomp anymore. I don't believe any of his moves anymore can hurt anyone. I think Brian has to do it where it's like you want to. You want to submit him, but but will he tap? You want to do the knee, but you know he's not gonna. You know he's gonna get right back up. Like he's gonna find a way to try and beat the fiend, and I think he's ultimately going to he's going to fail. But I think it's going to be a, a great way to see some chinks in uh, the fiend's armor. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. I mean, there's nothing else I can add to that. I think Bray Wyatt will walk out this match. It's been quickly put together, but you got a star like Daniel Bryan, and you got you know Bray Wyatt in this match. I think uh, I think the build that they've been putting together, like it works. Honestly, it was just like people were just like, "Oh, it's WWE booking." Yeah, and it was just like, "Oh, WWE booking will make no sense." And it was just like, "Hey, Brian, you want to have a match? Okay." Then yeah. you know, it's a challenge was issued, and then we I mean, got it. What's hard about the that? Yes, movement. The yes movement wills Daniel Bryan to really put it to Bray Wyatt, and it's like, "Oh my God!" Now he's at his full power. On some like anime shit. Um, <laughs> MJ, who do we think is working out this match? Definitely think that Bray is going to win. Uh, he continues his revenge against past opponents. Uh, I think Daniel Bryan is going to work his ass off, of course. Uh, some people are going to p- complain that Daniel Bryan, okay, he's losing again. And as much as I hate to see it, Daniel Bryan is one of those wrestlers that where he could lose a lot and that one win – it was just like 
because he's Daniel Bryan, could prop him right back up into the spotlight. So, uh, Fiend wins, but Daniel Bryan is going to look like a star here, of course. I agree. Um, quick sidebar: Did CM Punk say never say never in terms of returning to wrestling? Yes, he did. Uh, He also said that he never talked about WWE. Uh, That's hilarious. That is interesting. I mean, we were live watching backstage as well while we're doing this, but we have possibly, I mean, the main event. I mean, this this could have been a main event of Survivor Series in 2003, but in 2019, we have the WWE Championship defended by Brock Lesnar, and he's going up against Rey Mysterio on Monday Night Raw. They changed this match. It is now being a no holds barred no-disqualification match. Whew. Banger. The few, I mean, that's right up Cyrus's alley. <laughs> Banger. Um, uh, I'm gonna go Ray. What? Go Ray? Whoa! <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, I had to stop my, I had to stop the stream right there. Um, you're going Ray Mysterio. Please do tell. Uh, I think the no holds bar is definitely going to give him some sort of advantage. Uh, you know, we always seen. Um, Brock Lesnar struggled with smaller opponents, and now he's struggling with the. Uh, well, now he's going to go into the ring with the smallest of them all. Um, I, I, I think. Uh, I think this will. Uh, I think this will work, and then you know they can always just have the match again at uh, Royal Rumble. But I, I do see. Uh, I would like to see uh, Rey Mysterio take it. Good Lord, David Arquette is about to be on WWE backstage. Um, <laughs> His spot caller alumni, <laughs> MJ. What do we think about the build this far? And what do we think who's going to walk out this match? Uh, basically, with Brock beating the hell out of Ray and Dominic over and over again, uh, Dominic is probably still resting at home from that last one. Chill, Dominic uh, got to do the wild Corona off the <laughs> off the apron or something. <laughs> the Selena Vega special, yeah, Shades of Selena. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I think that Dominic does get involved in the match somehow. He's gonna like either distract Brock or he's gonna hit Brock to kind of get his comeuppance. Throw some uh, in the ring or something. <laughs> blow, blow him. Ray's gonna go crazy. Uh, if you've been watching Brock for the past what two three years, uh, if he likes you, he he will work for you. And he's been working for smaller guys like AJ Styles, like Finn, uh, like Daniel Bryant. And it won't be – it'll be the same case here. But I think Brock wins. Dang, yeah. dang, I'm going to go with Brock. Yeah, I, I think this is let, – let me just be clear here. Ray is on another level with this, with this, uh, with this program. I think I've liked his promos. I've liked his, you know – I've really, really liked everything about the the way they presented Ray. I remember I did not like the way they presented him with with, with Kane Velasquez uh, in the beginning. I, I hated it, but I think they've rebounded so now that Kane is gone for a while, presumably, and they've made Ray look really strong. I think it's going to be a great match. I don't think Ray's kicking out of five at five though. So uh, Brock Lesnar. Oh, he's right. definitely reversing. Um, no, I'm not. Whatever you're doing, reversing? Hell no. <laughs> I'm picking Brock Lesnar to win this match too, but it should be a crazy one nonetheless. But that is that's been Survivor Series, man. I mean, that's crazy. Do you want to do? Do you want to do a couple seconds on what Punk just said on Fox? So we yeah, just, sure. just we just get it out the way. So I can I'll I'll read what I've been seeing on Twitter. You guys can comment about it. it. Says Punk emphasizing that he is still employed with Fox and hasn't been in contact with WWE, so he gets to criticize. You know, WWE. So he is employed by Fox. I mean, if you haven't known yet, not the WWE. Um, um, 
he says, uh, in terms of why he's back, he's like basically Fox gave me, offered me a deal, an opportunity. Talk about professional wrestling. That's kind of why he's back. He has said also that his inner circle is very small now. I'm pretty sure this includes his wife. I'm pretty sure. Um, I believe that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He probably sued everybody else. So yeah, because you know the Jacksons are probably trying to get on his phone. You know everybody. The Jacksons. The Jacksons, (laughs) right? (laughs) I love that Uh, name. Um. Let's see. Punk says, I'm at a point in my life where I can pick and choose what I do and don't have to work with jerks. Wonder who he could be talking about. <laughs> um, let's see. Renee asks, who's the strangest person who texted him after last week? Punk says JR, but then says it's because it isn't even strange because he still texts with them regularly. Okay, so JR. Yeah. Pretty dynamic. What y'all got to say to each other? What, what's JR sending? What means is JR sending? Blue <laughs> Chew means. He's going to have a horny uh, Instagram post. <laughs> oh my hey, God. you seen this? Um, <laughs> just saying. JR uh, Listen, man, the, the, punk, the punk comments, man, like, honestly, sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Renee asks Punk, what does she think? I mean, what does he think of the WWE product? He says, it's the same as when he left. He thinks wrestling could be so much better, so much more. It's overproduced and micromanaged. Um, okay, Moxley. Yeah. yeah. Again, like, what, how is this any of this surprising that he would say any of this? This is the same type of, this is the same line that every lapsed fan says. So Right. But, I mean, he once again, he gives a plus that the women are so seemingly the plus of what he's learned over the last number of years and started going back. But he says he doesn't like the women's revolution being branded and shoved on people's throats. Um, he likes NXT because their characters are less tainted. Um and yeah, let's see. I mean, wait, wait, whoa, 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 Back up to that whole women's revolution being branded to shove it down people's throat. What? What? And what a uh, very like there are too many uh, women's movie comment type. Of, is that what the hell? What? <laughs> very uh, shades of a Reddit user. This is shades of an insult. Also, this guy tried to get. <laughs> He tried to get us a chain ice cream bars in 2011. Listen, I'm not saying <laughs> that he's saying until he steps in the ring. Let's how about right. that? He, I mean, he yeah, said, it, if the men are so good, show them how it's done. He, he says, never say never. Um, you never count him out um, in terms of returning, especially considering he's in the orbit. I mean, he's quite frankly in the orbit. He's there watching professional wrestlers, interacting with professionals on a weekly basis. He's in the orbit, so you never know what could actually happen itself. Um, he says in terms of, you know, he just, uh, I guess he's just generally had an attitude of like Fox is paying me. So I'm like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm chilling. Um, and, and and that's what we've heard thus far. I mean, they're doing the promo thing. I don't really want to watch it. Um, right, but right, let's, let's just wrap this up. I would, I, I love, <laughs> shout out to everybody. First of all, shout out to MJ and Cyrus. You can listen to the War Report Fridays on the A-Show Network, on the A-Show RNC Network. Make sure you follow us on um, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, all types of other third parties. Beaver that you too. <laughs> yeah. um, all types of third parties where you guys will definitely recap the shows in terms of what's happening on Wednesday. I look forward to see what the hell AEW is up to in this uh, this week. Um, 
what else do we got here? But yeah, thanks for coming through, man. I mean, we predicted the entire card, even the stuff that we don't actually know yet <laughs> that we'll find out maybe on Friday, <laughs> maybe on Saturday. Who knows? Um, but yeah, this has been the A Show, man. Is there any final words from J Five? Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will be back next week with all of our Survivor Series uh, reviews and all of our thoughts, and of course, War Report will have theirs. It's been so great that this is—it's like kind of crazy the first time this has happened, but uh, kind of sweet that it kind of has. It happens at one of the uh, everyone's favorite times in the WWE. Um, thank you all for listening. We have so much stuff coming in the next couple of weeks for the the end of the decade. So uh, keep checking out the A Show. And we'll keep bringing you the best and the latest and greatest in pro wrestling. I'm literally legitimately walking back, watching backstage where there's a combined seven world championships between Booker T and uh, David Arquette. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is a lot of star power. With that, we'll be back next week. Thank you guys for tuning in. And of course, happy Rusev Day. We're out. <laughs>